0: Welcome to the 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast, a retrospective.
1: Hey, folks, Brennan here. Thanks for tuning in to our 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you want to reach out or follow us, we're on Facebook and YouTube as 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch as 25 Years of VTM, and on our website at 25yearsofvtm.com. Support
2: us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 years of vampire the masquerade.
1: Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to 25 years VTM presents Werewolf the Apocalypse. And here we're still in First Dead. Well, technically transitioning over because uh, this book comes a little later than First Dead. But the point is finally here, try book Utena. That's U K T E N U K T E N A or U K T E N A depending on how fancy you want to be. I've heard both of those pronounced even weirder, but this isn't exactly the Zemise, right? So we can kind of, you know, there's a thing, right? Uh, but I, of course, I'm in the company here today by Mike. What's up? And what's up, DJ? How you doing?
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> that's my first time in a world podcast in a long time. I'm just saying, I'm trying to take advantage of what so, I can. So brother decided to how, all right, I won't take away from it, but uh, that's, uh, that's it. And that's that. So, we said that we would talk a lot more about a comic that I've kind of used up several times and other uh, where we're talking about good intro stories um, to me this is my favorite intro story I won't beat it to death other than to say that this definitely is the Bane Tender story and to that end because you guys have heard my rendition how I like it some people might not and so I'm going to turn this over to you Mike tell us about this intro comic or what you thought of it
0: um Okay, so I'm number one. Let me say I'm biased because I like playing Metis. I'm also biased because bang t- tenders make my belly warm. But this is legitimately like a perfect, quick capturing of what you want to see when you're trying to just say, hey, here's a nuke tender that becomes a bang tender. Here is the gravity of the job that they have to do, right? Um, So if memory serves, the the comic actually opens up uh, like a really basic, calm, social situation. Guy says, hey, newcomers say, hi. They say, hey, uh, we need you to help with a thing. We sent somebody off to a place. They didn't come back and we're worried. It doesn't really bother asking why we didn't go get them ourselves, right? Because no werewolf story ever does. You kind of just jump in. Your players are new. We want you to do the thing so we don't have to go moving from there, right? Um, but the guide that's sent along is this ball-headed uh, medus young young looking um uh, human person right um so they go off to the place the place happens to be a cave um and the the people who who came along to help the the
1: I, was, I forgot what I said. I apologize, Mike. I was enjoying your storytelling of the comic, actually. Oh, okay, and I got to remind you, I wanted your opinion of it because you're telling us the story like we're at a moot. And I want them to be able to read the comic and enjoy it. I apologize. Okay. I was like, oh, right. yeah, we're up. on. I'm like, up. I'm like right. in my head. i mean, not shut up. I just need you to give your...
0: what? Do you like the story, clearly? The story is good and it's... How do I say? The best thing about the story is that it perfectly, succinctly shows you the burden that the Uktenna, in general and the Bane Tenders specifically carry. That's why I like okay, it.
1: Okay, and we said this a lot, and probably unprecedented. We're going to keep beating. We say Bane Tender, Bane Tender, Bane Tender. Mike, we're just going to do them early. Let's just talk about what a Bane Tender is, especially for those who might just read the comic. I don't want them to miss the importance of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, the, the Bane Tenders are a They're a faction. They're a subset of tribe Uktenna. Um, and their specific purpose within the tribe is to learn about, um, capture and maintain sites that can hold great, big, nasty, evil spirits that can grow and spread and really do really bad things to people in places. Um, but what makes them different from just a Theurge is they have a, a real controversial closeness to worm taint. Um, their their tactics and the fact that they are so close to worm-tainted beings so often um, sink to other Garu. And so they're like the... Uh, dirty cop is the wrong image, but definitely the dirty job that has to be done.
1: Is it the wrong image?
0: Yeah. Like I think
1: you nailed it in one. A dirty cop. Well, Do you feel that a cop... Let's just say a dirty cop before they get dirty. Would you say they come out of the academy... Bright, shiny penny planning to do the best they can be?
0: Probably. But let me, the reason I say dirty cop isn't fair is because I don't believe the bank tenders are betraying their duty.
1: Well, I don't think a dirty cop's betraying their duty. I was about to say. I guess, I guess that depends. Yeah,
0: okay, sure, sure, sure. So
1: if I'm a a dirty cop and my job is to, well, let's define dirty cop. I'm taking bribes. In some way, somehow I've accepted corruption, usually in the form of monetary gain for me to do what I got to do. Right. Depending on what it is. Now, it might be to transport a dangerous guy through the city and escort him. You know, uh, New York's finest taxi scam service. If you like reservoir dogs, right? That idea. Mm -hmm. Or I'm transporting diamonds or whatever. And that's corrupt. But I'm getting paid to do it when I should be on the beat protecting people. That doesn't mean I don't protect the people. It doesn't mean I wouldn't protect them. It means that for a moment, I'm using my shield to protect a pretty bad deal so I can get a chunk of it. And that's corrupt. Doesn't mean I wouldn't do any good with it. It just means I'm corrupt. I definitely would be frowned upon, arrested, and you know, completely thrown in jail <laughs> if that if that's found out. I kind of feel that's the bane tender, don't you?
0: Well the the difference the difference that I would draw um, between the dirty, the dirty cop and the bane tender is that the the bane tender is not willing to. And is, in fact, quite vigilant against doing things that are uh, that are counter to their role, Like they would not protect a dirty drug deal. If we're going to follow the analogy, they would be absolutely willing to go undercover. Right. But they accept that stink and that stigma because they know they're going undercover, getting close to the criminal is necessary.
1: I see you look with the eyes of innocence and I'll give that to you, but I will tell you that's not the heart and soul of the Bane tender the heart and soul of the Bane tender is that you struggle not to let the Bane take control. That doesn't mean that you don't become like the bane. In fact, you are going to that much. Right? That's a given. That much is
0: clear. Yeah. But it, it, this book so, communicates that. Yeah, for sure.
1: So in this story, the intro, the, the comic, everyone will get to see, uh, that the, the bane they have is the ravager of children. That's what they're keeping at bay. And the person down there in this cave, solitary, isolated. The cairn's not aware they're down there. That's what I want to tell you. Like, you, give the, analogy, you give, the, give the impression that, ah, well, you know, like all werewolves, we come in, they don't know. They fucking know. The elders are aware of one thing. That they send a scout to go look at a cave and they don't know what's going on. But their ancestry, they've been there so long that it's the best kept secret at that cairn. So at their own cairn, the, the Sept Alpha has no idea what's down there. That's why they sent a scout in the first place. And what happened there? Well, it seems some people were attracted there, i.e. BSDs, and are jacking the, the, the wards that are put there. And that's what starts this war, right? And in that scuffle, how they even discover the bean tender down there, remember the Metis kills a BSD but falls down the pit landing in the water. And then they assume the menace died their arrogance about menace and that they're useless. Except they're so happy. The menace died fighting and killed one of the bad ones. They feel like they need to get glory for that menace and run off. Rather than find the menace, they run off to tell them what went on a deliberate pack. That's really gung ho, but not necessarily thorough, not experienced enough is what it is. And so I like that because it showcases a lot of truth about it. Like a bare naked truth. We are not perfect, but one, the most Cool thing about that, though, is that that Bane Tender had to goad the Metis, right? Mm -hmm. That's the important thing. I won't say the end and how, but the fact is, is that it knew the Bane Tender. It called out to Gaia, the spirits. You need to send someone here because I can't hold it back. It's not talking about the release of the Bane alone. It's possession, Mm. The possession that Bane is trying to take over that Bane tender. That's the sacrifice made they talk about. So when you mention um, how far is corrupt and that they rot at it, this is not worm taint. This is succumbing to the worm, right? Of course they're worm tainted. That's why we hid them. And we know what they have to do because if a Bane's that powerful and that strong, you are going to reek of the worm. You don't have a choice, but isolation is your key so that you can't do the things that Bane would urge you to do. If it's called Ravager of Children, their goal was to keep all kids nowhere near this this site at all. No rock climbing in the mesa. When, when when the rain comes real good and the water rises, you don't go swimming. You're nowhere near where you think you heard an old man yelling and singing in the night. You keep your ass home. Right? Yeah. Bad stuff happened to you. Stay over here. We don't know why. That's what our ancestors said, and this is what we do. So you just leave it be. Kind of like that element, that strong feel is there. Now, I too wanted to ignore this. I've read this book. I was keeping track with my brother today, just trying to see, just, to, you know, we like this book. We've used the Wendigo, Tenna, and even the in several different campaigns, a lot of times playing a LARP and not. And often you read through this, you get what you want and move on. This important piece missed us both somehow, was understanding that when we created a villain, the writers already implied that you are a villain. Did you ever hear that the best villains are the ones who intend to do good? All the time. That's what a Bane tender is. That's exactly what they are. And that's the, and that's the impression. It's not to piss on your statement. It's to say that I take it a little farther, right? Because when I read that, you don't guard the ravager of children and, and are begging to be replaced because, you know, you don't want it to get out. Right, that's chump change. You could have had the whole cairn involved in keeping it in place. And if it was something as simple as, you know, 10 guys round the clock, lockdown, solitary confinement for the worm, right? that's That's not the same thing. This is the will and the power spiritually to sit in the Umbra and keep a bad thing down because you are tricking it. You're doing all the things you can do so that it doesn't burst out. I have a question then. So,
2: you know, even taking a look at the the intro story, the way I took it, and I could be looking at this incorrectly, but here, here's DJ the everyman, right? Do, do you think that, especially after, you know, the original Bane Tender had called out for assistance, knowing that he wasn't able to hold it back and Guy was making the response, that... That scout pack just wasn't cutting it and it was meant for the Metis. And the reason why he did encounter these BSDs may have just been to test his metal to see if he could get to the final boss.
1: No, I would say no, because there is a part there, though. It's easily missed um, where the bank actually says, you're not who I asked for. Mm. Why did you send me a child? And then adds the comic. Oh, well, who better to guard the ravager of children than a child? Is the point that is the point that gets made real quick is this is this pointed out to me that the aspect of calling out for the help you think you need. That's not necessarily the help you are going to get. So that's that's where it is. And also, it doesn't seem planned because if anybody had built a cairn and they knew it was on top of some great evil, why wouldn't everybody become super theorists? Why would you have anything than people who were badasses dealing with the Umbra? And the answer is real simple, and Mike already said it, because the Bane being around it is corrupting you. That's unmistakable. And to the Bane Tenders, we can only have so much in sacrifice. So we got to train a Bane Tender to be the best of the best at handling, trapping, and defeating these big, powerful things. But we also know that we have to ultimately sacrifice them. We don't get to retain this knowledge to share. It's only in dealing with something that bad which really ups the ante. These are like the super, super, super Uptenathiraj Utenas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're the apex, but they can never share that power because they're dark secrets that they've peeled from the mind of something that was never, ever um, human. It's it's just evil incarnate. And, that's, and they've steeled themselves to be able to look in the face of that abyss, if you will, and come out. But why I said this and pause at the beginning here for probably the first time we've done in really any book is on purpose, because this is actually the definitive moment where you see vampires theme actually coming over to werewolf. Where they're actually pointing out to you in a very different way, but it's still the same theme that a monster you are, unless a monster you become. And that is exactly what a Bane Tender is. And I actually like that. I like it a lot. It's showing that the evil for its purpose isn't its only thing. But yes, Mike.
0: Well, I mean, it occurs to me, and I guess I'm kind of sort of playing devil's advocate for the bang tender party line. Um, They always dance around the idea that the bang tenders are actually doing wrong stuff, like as part of the price they have to pay. You know, you don't see the explicit evil of whatever a bang tender might be or might have to do. Um, except in stories like the one Beth Sheba tells. Um, And even then it's, it's painted as like heroic, right? Whereas a vampire, you see very clearly they're doing some foul shit, but it's so that they don't have to go further down a worse path. Right? So where is our clarity on the badness, the, Whatever the evil is that the Bane Tenders are doing other than accepting the corruption of being in the presence of their prisoners, what what are they doing that makes them monsters so that they don't have to be worse monsters? Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense, but we have to understand the aspect of the story that would be built talking about that Bane Tender. You don't just sign up as a player and I'm going to play a Bane Tender storyteller says, yeah, now you join a pack and run around and so say you're a Bane Tender. First off, if you're a Bane Tender, you're an NPC. Mm-hmm. Sorry. There's, there's no other way around it. These people are kept in secret doing what? Tending the friggin' bane. That's what they're there for. You learn from a mentor, often posthumously, exactly what you have to do to keep that bane in particular down. That's your point. Now, what are you doing? Well, we can wax poetic, but I bet you it's something along the lines of the nature of the bane learning how to either trick it, deal with its uh, devilry, or, or whatnot. Because you got to remember, a bane's in prison, but it's not. It's free to talk to you, and it's going to. It's it's free to tempt you, and it'll try. And it's trying to wear you down to weaken you. And you might use use like painful torture where you make the spirit cell really tiny and squeeze it down somewhat. But the bane would just remind you of the reason why you're tormenting it because inside you is a bit of it. Do you see what I'm saying? You were with a nemesis in that encounter. And a good ST, a great ST, is going to make sure that that's exactly what that encounter is like. So if you had to be a player, woe be to that player. Your game is not, we all get together, and we're going to ban and get all the items we need, and we're going to rush across with the fetishes and kill the threat and go back and get glory. No, you were down, you were forgotten. You don't want anybody there to help you at all, right? To me, watch The Exorcist. And get why they send an old priest and a a young young priest, priest, right? They do it because the evil they face, they know the old priest is needed for his expertise, but is probably going to die. Mm -hmm. And the young priest has to see what it is. He has to, he has to pick up the mantle. That's what he's there to do. And so the old guy's going to take the dive take the sacrifice but know that the young priest is going to save the day and seal the deal and save the girl. That is not what happens. And that's what we call a bad transfer of your Bane tender, right? If that's what that is. If you, that film helps you, it's like we intended one thing, this is what happened. However, that happens quite a bit with what they imply in the tribe book mm-hmm. that you you want it to go smooth but how do you and there's a lot of challenges with that yeah and it's
0: a trip you know if this guy has been down here the bait in the story he's bound has been down here in the murder hole doing whatever he's doing for all of this time it still surprised me that he knew exactly what was going to happen if he didn't get a sub out from coach like you got to send me somebody yeah. now because in a second I'm going to be on the other team well, mm-hmm.
1: well how long can you resist the devil before the devil becomes your own mindset That's really what it is. If something's whispering, you do bad things and you never get to do the good things. And you're just resisting as long as you can. Eventually, you're going to do some of it. Right. Or dream that you are or urge that you are. This is ever that tale talking about how a a person goes from a good egg to a bad egg based on the influences they have. And that's what this is, is influence unrelenting and the will to resist. That's all this is, is a main tender and an opening story paints it. But that's kind of the Utena tribe, right? And we're gonna we're gonna roll this forward because it's a very good actually conversation about the the, the, the comic there, guys. I appreciate that. But um, what I want to do is highlight the beginning times to Utenna to show you a shocking truth. There it's nothing. If you were looking for a big reveal, I'm gonna tell you right now, I know there's not. I'm telling you there's not because the Utena have one of the sweetest beginnings. It's a, it's a nice, cool tale. It definitely gives immersion. It gives an idea that they want you to feel very, uh, you know, what a Native American tribe might have said and what tools they might have used and a moot to do it, right? Call a big moot, start singing a tale. And my favorite part about this is that um, they use tools in their stories that you don't necessarily see mention or catch mention in others. This is pretty vivid. Talks about that the guy laughing deer gets to narrate because, well, she has she has deers. <laughs> She's tears preserved with paintings on them to show them what her ancestors 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 had told her about this and so when you come with visual aids pretty rock solid that you're going to have it but what she says is pretty entertaining basically guy and Luna got together and made everybody that's her tale
0: yeah yeah But <laughs> right? it, it also stood out to me really that of all the tribes that do all the things this is the only origin story that isn't about, like, some sort of sexual union, right? Or something really, really awful in the origin of a certain tribe. You didn't get that feeling? I'm looking on your face. It seems like you didn't get that feeling. This... Because I'm wondering just just how many
1: you've read, because so far in everything we've read, there's been... Like, I don't even see anything (laughs) as necessarily... I'm letting you express that is what I'm saying. Before I'm like poo-poo. Let me let me express <laughs> that a little bit for me. So, just so I'm not when, a boss. I wanna go with you. When I read
0: this story, I don't get um I don't get a tale of like the tribe being born from horror. I don't get the tale of a birth. I don't get the tale of these people were having sex in a circle. I don't get the tale of like we As came from to people war. who had. Who had sex in a circle? Who do we just read where where Gaia has three boyfriends and that's where the tribe comes from? If first off, it's been a I, don't, I don't
1: know why you have a problem with Gaia having three boyfriends. She had a lot more than that. Like, where do you think
0: kids come from? I don't think of a tribe as kids.
1: No, first off, uh, you just don't go back far enough. <laughs> that's some pretty... Look, man, I'm, I'm Bastet, man. There were some pretty slick guys, right, that she had to choose You know what I mean? There were some choices going on back in the day. I don't know. In other words, why why I'm messing with you, Mike, is because you're right to feel that way. But this is more speaking to the spirit of the purity of the lieutenant telling the tale. Mm-hmm. And they even say that. Right? They say distinctly, on purpose, that others will have their story, but this is ours, and they can tell it the way they want. This automatically also tells you, we're going to ignore and cleverly reword some stuff to make it simple for us, because we don't really care about anybody else's opinion.
0: I think it and again, that wasn't a criticism I was throwing out there, by the way. It just, again, it stood out to me that uh, this this origin story didn't involve violence, occultism, or intercourse. But, was... Right. Because to add on <laughs> to it,
2: it does exist, but I think, you know, one of the things to kind of take a look at as well, as Bob was mentioning, was I think it's also like the... like the macguffin of sorts because so long as the story is as pure as it is because everyone even silver uh, you know the the silver fangs shadow lords they all have a a sense of ego that comes from it this is what happened because our people were called to it and and this is how gaia brought us into being and you is like you know what peace and love folks we already had existed as it was make of it what you will but you know what we won't do we will put eagle out there because then it covers something up
1: I have the, I have the last line in here for, for on purpose, because you tend to me are arrogant as it gets. And I definitely have occultism here, guys. I'm sorry. Um, and what I, what I got to say that for is because Gaia explicitly is someone who's sitting in the dark using mud and water to make something and ask Luna to shine as bright as possible. So she can see what she's doing. And I don't know about you. There's no person in the history of ever. I know made life out of nothing. Right. Now, granted, there's mud and water. We would say exactly nothing. But you know what I mean? Like, I never was like, hey, Lucifer, can you pass me the salt? <laughs> right. And he's like, well, Bob, you can't have this, you know, but who am I to say no? Right. And hand it over to me. <laughs> right. That sort of thing. That's what I mean. This is like, like what Gaia and Lunar household names like you can imagine them in a form that's just chilling out. I can't. When they say this in here, of course it's parable, right? It's like relating to a story that they like to say and it's simplified. The point is, it's a simple story of origin, but it's definitely a cult in it and there's definitely deep meaning to it as well, right? Because we could look at this. If Gaia is of the earth... That means that all life was made of her, right? Because she uses mud and water. But they want to say it's the elements that were involved because they talk about the elements of the story that were used, right? The wind gives us our ability to speak, which we all know I have as I talk forever, right? That's 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 what I have, but that's a gift from the wind itself. It's mercurial. It could be powerful. It could be soft, but that's the wind. And then, you know, the, uh, the branches and the rocks to give sturdiness and teeth and everything else they literally put together how Gaia makes all these things from her to make all children. That's what the Utena say. And it's a powerful thing, but they said a lot of the children came first, but who came last is important because that's the shape changers and that's the guru. And we know there are other shape changers, but we could care less about them. Now they don't say care less, but this isn't their story is what they say. It gives me the impression, whatever this Utena mood, we talk a new 10 of things <laughs> and that's, and that's that. Now, why I consider that occult and I consider that mysticism and adds into it is because you're left wondering. I could be, if there were children at this mood, which is why I like the tale as simple as this, you're like, oh, I get it. Gaia did all these things. You're not going to question. Isn't Luna the moon? Isn't Gaia the earth? Mud and earth and Sonic and can make, you know, I can see children after this going to make little figures of their own to try to mimic the story and see what that's like. And that would be cute. That means the tale took and that's good. But the adults, you're expected to take a minute. And sit back and think about that purity is the story you were made from the pure elements. And this is the stuff that you were expected to be and what is supposed to be of your composition. And you, if you are away from it, as sickness as they would call it, you must purify yourself and come back to where you were. It's also an origin story and a statement of what you're supposed to be. And I'm probably a story of reflection. And this is how I took it, like a deeper meaning. It had to be that in its simplicity. And I wasn't going to wax over it. And I actually baited you guys kind of because I wanted to see these darts thrown <laughs> to see if we hit on all cylinders. Yes. that's my fault. But I enjoy this because that's where discussion comes from, right? But not baiting you, because here's where I'm like put on them thinking glasses, is we're at the impergium, right? They roll right into it. They're like, we're here and everything was great. Now, when they talk about the impergium. What I'm gonna give you is a is that the other tribes had a very violent tale of this. Sad stories and things that went bad. How did Utenna see it though?
0: <laughs> the Utenna are full of shit. <laughs> Bold eight pounds sir. of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs> so basically the Utenna characterized the Imperium as like a a period where occasionally we had to prune the branches. Of the human family tree, but only those most rotten buds that were hope beyond hope. Right? They basically say that because the people who they cohabitated with already understood how to commune with nature, they were not really forced to go too far during the Imperium. At least, certainly not as far as the the uh, wormcomers from Europe. Uh, had to go in theirs. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, DJ? Do
1: you agree with Mike?
2: I actually resonate with a lot of what Mike says because, once again, I still think of the way the story is being presented shines them. I've, we've seen this in every single one of them. It always shines them in the best light. They did what they had to do for a reason. In this case, they talk about the soft hand, right? By comparison. Um, and that's how they presented.
1: What, what I would say is you, is you both have drank the Kool-Aid of the Great Weisichu, and uh, you would uh, of course see it in the delusional mindset of a Western eye, uh, but I will enlighten you um, as only this book attempts to, because obviously it was written by Westerners, and they did have some people they consulted, but the point is, right. I'm joking with you, I'm feeling the role play of the antenna now, and I feel you both are still the ignorant Geta Fenris and Red Talon that we cite as being excessive in the Imperium, that in the beginning, before they even went to the pure lands, the lieutenant could see that the Red Talons took it too far and the get offenders were far too violent with it because they would take the hail and the strong. However, we are wolves, and wolves are born knowing not to tend thy sickness, right? We know to cull the sick. We know to cull those who can't keep up and those who are a drain to the pack. The wolves know to deal with that and not to have it. They instinctively know. However, um, humans were born to be hunter gatherers think about that you were born to be a hunter gatherer you weren't supposed to sit at home and not go out to hunt for your food that day that's what you had to do that day that's it that's what guy intended you wake up with the sun you go out greet everybody the tribe has things to do and it's all around survival and it's all around getting the food that we need never more than we need Always, what we need, and you bring it back for everyone to have and enjoy. And when it gets cold, you go to where we can tolerate. That's that. Yeah, that's moving part, right? We didn't build large stone houses in the middle of our mother. As they see it, it didn't make sense to do that. Why would you do that? She gives us what we need. They only highlight the point to go forward and say why they went to the pure lands is because even though that they weren't driven off by seeing that Gaia called to them. And why Guy called them and said is because of how you respect the humans and in your example, your example that you set for them, they learn to do what you do. And because of that, I need you to go to this other land where the wild still reigns, because the weaver is driving the worm insane. As they see it, all this technology, how so you might ask. You may think farming was great. History will tell you it is. It helped us stay in one spot and build great and have homes and all that stuff, but not to the Utena. To them, that's exactly what poisoned us. The moment we saw that we can get lazy and force the land to grow what we wanted and we didn't have to leave was the beginning of the end, because now we'll know excess without ending. Gaia gives you what is supposed to be there, and you get off your lazy ass, and you go and get that food that you can, and you bring it back. Trade if you must, do what you can, but you're going to have to move, and when you move away, this allows Gaia to replenish what was there. So that in the spring, when you come back here after a long winter or what have you, this will be available to you again. And so the other animals can eat of what's here and that there's enough for everybody. That was the plan. But when you decided you were farming, what do we do with farming? We know first we must burn the forest down in the area to create large acreage to allow us to Right? We, you're not in your head, Mike, cause you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And this is, this is what we did. And to the Utena, this is the problem. How do you harm your mother to force her to feed you? And it's, it's she already had the plan in mind and that's where the anger begins. However, Guy knew that this was going to happen. And Guy even said, hold on, the Weaver has a place. Now, I know where they're at. The Weaver's already here. And the Weaver is balanced. And we must have a place for that. So I have a place for you. And so the Pure Lands was had. And there go the Utena, the Wendigo, and Croatan. Except the Utena say, hold on there, Bob. We didn't all come at once. Right? They say the Croatan and the Utena scouted. They came there in the harshest of climates and the worst of conditions for winter. And they came ahead of Little Brother, which is Wendigo, because they knew the game would be hard to find, and they were the wisest of the three of them. And even though the Wendigo were pure, they were needed for a different task. And so the Croatan came here to endure, and the lieutenant came here for their knowledge. That's the two things I like about it. And then when they got here, what did they discover? The land was Huge! The Pure Lands was this huge, vast place, and there's more than enough. They just had to divide where they were. So the Croatan took their space, and the Wendigo took their, or the Utena took their space. They only ate enough game for the first big thaw. And then when the summer came, then here comes Wendigo. And when Wendigo got here, they were like, we're going to stay up here because you guys already got your turf. They were like, thumbs up. We're all now settled. By the way, there were people already here. So the lieutenant outlined that. When he came here, it was like, well, we can't jack them up. But we did abandon our homes where we weren't on purpose, and we brought who we knew can follow Gaia's edicts because she had a plan. We also saw some dangerous shit when we got here. In this harsh climate, and probably why it was so frozen so bad, is because the wild retaliated against the worm. All these big McNasties and what was here, the wild froze it over. And Gaia said, hey, if you're willing to come here, hustle. Take them out. Do what you do that can restore the balance and maybe the worm will stop being insane. So now we have a purpose. They didn't just magically come here. It wasn't some arrogant native American drumbeat fantasy that led them over here. The earth mother herself through various means, mystic and otherwise asked them to come here. And when they got here, they saw what the problem was in the pure lands. There were more worm creatures, more powerful than anywhere else. Now, why is that the worm was battling to subjugate and destroy the wild it was seeking to win and it had an advantage we know the worm's powerful however the weaver decided to cut in the game while the two were distracted that's the problem with three in power right it's always going to be the moment two move on each other the third's going to take advantage and you will never have you'll never have that balance and it's showcasing that now on that part the lieutenant can be mistaken And say that, oh, you were called. How do you know? What happened? What was here? But the truth is, that's what the tribes did. Those three came over here for some reason. Say what you want. But the simple fact is, their belief is that, no, we came here to do this, and this is what we were doing.
0: That, to me, is a powerful story. Yeah, so I get this impression. And it it might just be because I've spent more time as a player than an ST but in my imagination, right, Bane's evil spirits, desolate places are always the result of corrupt humanity, right? People doing stuff foul that fouls the environment and then that manifests in the Umbra. Yes. Um, and so is the book, is this story that the, the Utena, are they like trying to backhandedly blame the humans who were already here for all of the Banes that they found when they got... Because it, I, I, I found that I kept asking, you know, okay, Utena and Croatan get here. And it's like, oh, this is a big, prosperous space, but also there's big, mean, evil spirits. ah um We gotta lock them down so we can enjoy the profit. But how did the spirits get so big and mean if there was so much space and comparatively few people?
1: Well, I think the space alone... Isn't what gave the worm the ability to be there. Like through all the stories you hear, they pick a place. This is where the worm chooses. And that's that. Um, They don't tell you directly why. And that's to their credit. I think the worm is wherever the people are. But if you look at the fact of where the worm isn't going to have an advantage, science beats the shit out of the worm. Right. Let's understand that. Uh Like we're talking the wild west period is where we get to see a lot of like how the pure lands actually got jacked and everything else. But if we go back far enough, what was before that we had a witch burning and things like that kind of roll like like religion did its hand in kicking the worm in the teeth because religion stood for well the good guys or at least they said they were the good guys right mm. we all know how history's treated but mankind isn't completely shit and they have a purity to them that they believe they're shooting for and religion becomes that purity no matter what form it takes they're shooting to be the very best they can be by any means they can And in overabundance, you have the weaver there the whole time helping them realize different ways to at least the werewolf's perspective to say the name Gaia by saying the name God. See what I'm saying? And so they get away from totems and animism and they're now calling it different things. And basically it's about the humans taking power for themselves. And this happens all in Europe. We all know that. But all that war and turmoil and betrayal and backstabbing, who are you feeding? Yeah. You're feeding the worm. So what happens here is that what was going on in the native territory, in the pure lands, right? Which even the three tribes, the pure tribes say we weren't there first. There were people there before us. But think of how technology went. Now, if you look at history, we know that for every reason over here developed sooner than over here. Well, over here was living in harmony. So the way I look at it and the way it's kind of outlined, too, is that until disharmony can be introduced here, It's not going to be as severe as in other places. But also there wasn't dramatic cultural upheaval here either. Right, think about that. The tribes that were there, of course, they fought each other for territory and resources and others. But did did they discover gunpowder? No. Were they lobbing grenades? No. Nobody else did either. That extreme. But I'm just saying in differences, right? They whatever they had was enough. They still knew and adhered to the fact that the land is enough to tend to us, and we will tend to the land. They still all respected the Earth Mother. Still all had that going on. Why I say Mother, I don't know, but that's Mother is what I meant. But that means that the worm had to get inventive. The worm didn't have any angle of corrupting a weaver spirit. The worm does not create, right? That's the cool thing about the worm, in my opinion. If you ever want to know where evil comes from, it always starts tiny, starts small. It's corruption is the worm's greatest strength. And so what you have here is that as they found reasons to fight each other, there's sparks all over the place it created. And then some really bad stuff was happening in some very bad ways. Now, if you ask me, the eater of souls is actually payback from the Aztecs. I can see that. Right? Yeah. Mankind did that. No worm told you to do that in honor. because they were honoring what technically good deities. We're giving you this sacrifice of the only thing we know is the greatest, which is life. Take this heart. And this is how it is. And, so, and it didn't start off by the way, just their enemies. Purity was chosen or a child was, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of shit that you can look back and see that for some reason, sacrifice of life was a thing. We look at, look at Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. Right. So look at that. Mm -hmm. That's what humans were doing. So you got to figure over here. Some of that happened because it wasn't just the Western or it wasn't just the United States that was considered the pure lands. It did include all of the Americas. And so all that culture and history as well. And those tribes are all related to some degree. If you look at that. So when you look at that in the book's perspective, it doesn't give you a history lesson. The authors assume you are understanding history and you have looked it up and you do get that much. But to the perspective of the people there, they're not going into all the tribes. These are from werewolves perspectives and three tribes that said we came up where we did and we found the people we we were with and they were still doing the land right. So we came over to help them out and we saw this bullshit they had here. And we're greater we were here to teach them the right way we came over here and said what's this war shit what's this nonsense why you got Banes eating children why the hell that dude in the corner eating grandma Like, hey right kill him smack him purify this and that how about you see the light of sun and come out to cave how, you know what I mean like basically they come over to tend house that's what they're saying we came to the pure lands to purify it we do just that and what we couldn't purify we marked where its cave was and why we did that? Cause bring in the Wendigo, bombed, bomb, 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 right? Cause the Wendigo, they talk about the little brother carry a big stick, right? When they knew little brother gonna need to eat big, so you gonna need his own space. But when he gets here, hell come with him. Yeah. Like whatever Bane thought it was gonna stop and do that, there is a tribe that's gonna have fun getting rid of you because they know what they've been through. Right? their are sacrifices and tales of their own, but they tend to kind of lay that down that the Wendigo were always the fire-blooded, and that's what they were supposed to be about. Now, little wordsy here, but what I'm trying to encapsulate here is that you have a tale where the Wendigo are saying, We suck, but we weren't always that way. And we took a knee and sacrificed in some ways because we were great once. We came here because Gaia asked, and we did what Gaia said. But when we got here and straightened her house out and had the wild here, she was wrong. Why was she wrong? She thought she could make the worm not insane by what? Having the wild be this bright, shiny penny to oppose the greed of the weaver and the worm just literally teamed up with the weaver. Isn't that madness itself? Yeah. That which causes you pain and suffering, you teamed up with it to come at what? The place where you were actually... W- your shit was getting worked out. Yeah, that that's how bad it is. I, and so, to that end, don't seek a definitive answer. Seek the story elements that come from this, right? Because you know, my take on it as well is similar to
2: to yours, Bob, to a degree. And uh, you know, as we're talking about the people that didn't inhabit the land, one of the things that I guess also gets missed out by our players, or sometimes as we read it, is much like like um like mike said where did it come from these people imagination is huge right that's why every time you think about huge. stuff you know we can tell you don't mention the devil's name to, to mention this to give it power and there's an innate fear that also comes with it this wild tract of land and you were right science does do a wonderful thing of, of trying to explain everything away and as you start to narrow your vision you get to define what type of monster you want but at the same token when you have unlimited imagination when this wild is open wide open space civilizations just coming in and having these culture exchanges, the monster's just as big because you could imagine it just that much bigger. Is the way I also see it. And it reminds me of, um, for those of you who remember the old comics back in the 90s, there was the Max, the guy who wore the, the purple suit, and he got to exist over there fighting the Is, but it was the the, the biggest thing was was subconscious of. His outback was this big, wild location where all these animals may or may not have existed, but it's the human subconscious that he was traveling through, and there's a lot of crazy things that people themselves come up
1: with. And that's, the, and that's the flavor of, uh, of the Pure Lands as they painted, too. Just, and honestly, I like how you put that. Like a sub, who knows what it was like. It was unpredictable and wild and scary, and they were there to handle it. And that, that was cool. But they do tell a very important part here that I think is, well uh, oh, it can't be forgotten. Um, they, they slam home this perspective that the War of Rage didn't just happen in Europe. Right, that there there was an aspect of it. The survivors made it to the pure lands of, of what went on. And and actually, if I if I can, I'm gonna add it. They, the grawl didn't. Like the Graw might have survived in remote places. They certainly didn't survive in the Pure Lands. And uh, when when they hammer this home. What was, I'm just going to ask you, Mike, because I'm I am actually enjoying this uh, this uh, almost counter, <laughs> could be this, but the War of Rage and the Lieutenant Perspective, how do you feel uh, about it? Do you think they do it justice?
0: Uh, so uh, it, it seemed like they were honest in, when they're looking at the War of Rage in retrospect. They were able to acknowledge that they did some things they shouldn't have done to other changing breeds. And reaped in kind when the Europeans came. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't get that vibe of they're bullshitting me here because this is the propaganda section of the moot uh, from their account. They even had a they had a song about it. Right. Where they say, hey, um, everybody else is gone because they're afraid of you and they smelled you coming. It's probably because your ancestors did something they shouldn't. And I, and I, I felt that it felt honest.
1: I'm, a, I'm gonna agree with that um, that honest portrayal of it was there and they even highlight points that nobody else really does everyone else is like ah the silver fangs are upset there is some you know I'll give you that everyone else has a kind of a dodgy eyed yeah we did it we're kind of we're shamed we're over here but we're not gonna really we, we were in it sucks we were But and everybody terror. else
0: Everybody else also they always pour in some kind of justification right yeah we did it yeah it was wrong but here's why you don't get that vibe from the lieutenant they just say we shouldn't get that they just own it yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, they tell you straight up that uh, the reasons were simple. Um, They were chosen by Gaia. They were the most glorious protectors of Gaia. They were the strongest because of the pack. And they knew they were supposed to be able to do that. And then they saw these other shapeshifters and they had the land they wanted. They had territory that was mystical. So they came in and werewolves took it and killed whoever thought they should have it. As often, nature sorts it out. And then they had fetishes, too, that were awesome. And that's also why some people got targeted. They just took that, too. Why stop there? And they went and bragged to the spirits about how gloriously powerful they were by comparison. However, the Utena are more or less like, I guess it's easy when we just decided and didn't tell them that we were going to have a war. Right? That's kind of a thing to highlight. This war happened out of nowhere. It's just one day, someone said, hey, I want that fetish. Turns out that it was a cat that had it. Bastet wouldn't give it up, so we jumped him and killed him. And then everybody else said, that's how you got that shiny new thing? It's like, yeah, well, let's go kill the other Bastet and see what they got. Nothing happened to you? No spirit got mad? You got glory for it at a mood. Oh, well, apparently we condone it too, so let's go make that happen. You know, who dropped that ball is the question. And I suppose it's a different time, but that's kind of the point of the Utena. Yeah. And they were shocked and made it to the Pure Lands as well. And what, what I mean by that is the grawl were hunted all the way to where, let's just say not many bears were, were alive and kicking it for the populace the grawl once had as rare as they are. And the truth of the matter is, is that you tend to suspect they're somewhere, even in this book, right? They, they, they weren't completely wiped out. But they only know that because when they got to the pure lands and it was done in a long enough timeline, eventually the Corax and the Pumanka and the uh, were coyotes, the Nuisha, they revealed themselves. And oh, they have territory. And what amazed me, and I thought was very cool, is that the Croatan, Wendigo, uh, Newton were like, cool, keep it. That's your land. Enough's been done to you. Yeah, we were wrong, and left that cold open. And I was like, "Great truth in print, right there, lock, stock. That's awesome." Yeah, and, and that was that. Um, but but Mike, I don't want to steal your thunder <laughs> unless you're going to give it to me. <laughs> so what's so? Why do we say that Beth Sheba Walker is a badass Bane tender lupus?
0: Um, man, she tells this harrowing tale, right? Like her section. Of the, uh, learning modalities moot, right? Where we, we capture our visual learners and our tactile learners and our verbal learners with each storyteller. Um, her section is actually getting the people she's telling the story to, to do a dance while she explains to them how they capture, what was it? Did she say what the main's name was? I can't remember. Um, no, she describes it though. She, okay. Okay. She doesn't particularly name it. So I won't try to. But she, she tells them a story by making them dance, as Utina would have needed to, um, uh, the the tale of, of the capture and the fighting of the bang. Um And she gets down to it, and it's like, there's it the great climax, the great finale, finale, but in the story, she had mentioned all of these other, these people other than the bang tenders who had to take up their positions inside of the circle. Um, and they they, they performed the great ritual and they managed to bind the Bane. And the last thing she says to them, to, to them who she's telling the story to is, do you think those people in, who were in the circle with the Bane got to leave just because we completed the ritual? Right? And you get this heavy impression that this is the level of commitment that the Uktena expect from everybody who they stand next to. We'll be in the circle and die. We expect you to be ready to get into the middle of the circle and die because these things that we fight can't be allowed to persist in what they do and that was heavy for me that's, she's a she's it's, a warrior to the depth of her soul it's
1: it's very heavy and to read it because uh we're both paraphrasing when it comes to it. they wrote that very well because it's it's a lupus first off so that's already hard but even when she announces herself she says i'm beth sheba uh bane tender lupus but that is also not my name But you, you and you, you will get up and you will stand here. And we are the Utena who perform this ritual and you will not leave the circle. And it starts telling the tale of the Bane. I'm not going over the top of Mike, but the nuance she puts in is that of what this Bane was doing, how big and savage it was, how the screams of agony from the warriors trying to distract it were in place, how the people around were kind of just dropping dead from energy. And but 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 do you think at the end they all got glory? And that's the point. Right. It smacks every werewolf tribe in the face that says we did it for glory posthumously. Yeah. Charge the evil. We did it for glory. And she goes, nah, <laughs> there's, there's no glory. It's, there's nobody else there. Yeah. They were there and they did what they had to do. And at the end of the day, one of me gets to stand there and keep that asleep, which means my pack got slaughtered. Oh, glory. Right. Guess it's all mine. And that's that. And then says we're not done now that we talked about that let's talk about the other truths that apparently you're only going to sing about the good stuff there are dark things and for probably why that's her freaking name right and then she rolls right in there i'm gonna tell you the story of the worm and the worm bringers yeah yeah kids gather around you people who are dancing you're over on the left you're over on the right here's the deal um you're the croatan you're the utena and we fought that's right brothers fight we're in the mix Everybody's at everybody else. Yeah. And that's what happened. Why? We wanted land. We wanted best hunting ground. We wanted a new trade place. We wanted a new trade shop. Whatever it was, we did that fight. And guess what? We lost. We're the antenna. We lost. <laughs> and so the Croats had got a bigger chunk of the land. And where'd we go? Well, we, we left. And we went further up, got on our boat, and called it a day. Except where the boat went to was this place that, of course, they don't call Roanoke, but that's what they describe. An island that they go up to, because we know the Croatan are there, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the whole point. But the Croatan there weren't the Croatan from the mainland. And so when they got there to these Croatan, they were like, ah, hey, what's up? Oh, yeah, it sucks. You went to war with the rest of us there. Ain't no hard feelings. Enough, enough land for everybody. Come on in. Spirit of brotherhood here. Just enjoy yourself. Hey, these new people here, um, they came from far and wide, and we're kind of trading. Everything's going great. Don't worry about it when you tend got there and it kind of chilled out for a minute, they realized something. Uh, why is there, do you not see the, the bane that's here? Like literally the influence of it could be felt everywhere. And there were pockets of it. And what they be, what they realized that they actually got to a very worst place. It was like, they went to a plague Island mm. where people couldn't see they were diseased. Mm-hmm. And so the Croatan, however, were not touched. They were there in a the spirit of giving and helping out. It's the people that came to the island that were taking of the generosity, that were putting up stakes, letting things fester and jealousy be there and all that other stuff that this bane was influencing through them. That's how the croton began to see it. And as they saw that, they were like, because not all the whole ten of tribe didn't go up there, but they were like, we needed to handle this. So we need to know how to do that. Since we're the ones who kind of had the will and we're stoic and we came up here at first and we have a way of being, let's send word to these these great Utena spirit um, um, keepers and, and um, shamans and whatnot and uh, see what they got. And that's exactly what happened. New tena, who were not corrupted, were like, oh shit. Yeah, the Utena that went up there, that lost that fight, they are really in a bad way. What are we going to do? Well, they did the only thing they can do. They gave the Croatan the knowledge of what they had to do. And the Croatan, because they're amazing, (laughs) didn't ask anything of the Utena who were there. Not at all. They did say, if you would help us help, but don't worry about it. Some of the Utena from the mainland came to help. They even say, there must have been one or two Utena there who realized what was going on and maybe not fully corrupt that joined in but they all sacrificed themselves to this big bane that came over and they had to do it. And and this dance kind of goes through to show that to kind of humble the tribe again, not only are there bane tenders. We also had to help with that. And then we didn't have our shit together to make the sacrifice though. We had the knowledge, which means the crowding did it for us that sacrifice we bear on us. I suspect the Wendigo tribe is going to try to take credit for that too. (laughs) <laughs> right it's like a family member died and your eldest brother um couldn't couldn't be there to handle it that would be the lieutenant and your youngest brother wasn't there to help out the mid and the mid, who never complained who never once was the bad egg took the knee took the hit fell on his sword and both brothers are trying to blame for the, the grief that loss they have uh, for some sort of way makes it a very compelling tribe perspective where it's not first off they're calling each other brother
0: yeah.
1: That was my favorite part about it. It's the first family reference across tribe where it's just nah, we're family, which means all guru have to realize they're their They're family. Now, some may colloquially say it, maybe jokingly and in a vernacular, but never to the extent to where we will lay down our lives to save our family. I bet to the Croton, it wasn't we're killing our tribe. It was we're saving our family.
0: It does kinda of make you wonder, and I'm I'm sure it's it's kinda of pointless, but it does kinda of make you wonder what the shared origin of those three tribes in particular is. How did that unity come about for them but not other other It's it's in this book. I don't remember
1: that. You You may have missed it because it doesn't say it. It doesn't answer the question like you say it. But if you look at it, the pieces are there. Mm, And what it talks about is the fact that Gaia chose their three tribes because of how they handled the humans Mm, before mm. being called the Pure Lands. Okay. That, you know, during the Imperium, clearly you got the message of what I wanted. So I'm going to ask you to go over here. And tend to the wild lands here and see if we can keep it in balance and all that stuff. We already talked about it. But that's where they that's where it happened. They already were separate, everybody already had their names at that point. So we know it's not so far back as to be Pangea. But right when they were sorting out their differences, obviously they have it, and that's that that's where you're at. Um, which makes that very cool because before you're right, no other tribe book says you just get the impression these are arrogant assholes who went off and said this land we're awesome, you can't be here, stay out. It's not, there was a test. They passed it. They were at, Hey, that comes with responsibility. Get over here and do your job. Okay. But then what happens when everybody else starts coming over? They also add an insight, not had your thinking, get out of here. Your worm comers, your worm bringers, you know, that's that stuff happened automatically. It didn't happen automatically.
0: They had a lot of
1: land. So when people started coming over, what was their first response? Yeah. Come on in. Hmm. Don't worry about it. The water's fine. There's some rules. We got some rules. Do me a favor. Come out here, build your land, whatever. But like, don't cut down trees and blast nothing and just like be cool. There's open prairies if you want to build your weird wood huts and have fun with it. But use dead trees only and do And what the settlers do Nah, gun, boom, (laughs) moved on. But that wasn't the werewolves. I got ahead that it wasn't the werewolves. That was the settlers. It's the freaking people that came over first. Right. Because once you open the door to the weaver, weaver came in and was like, let's bang. I got cards. I got gold. <laughs> Give me your money. Right. That's what the mortals were doing. It's like the worst thing. So to me, their their actual comment was that the um, the worm comers would be the mortals who came first. Mm-hmm. They're the first that came over here. Right. Because they were actually worm. The worm bringers was a distinction for the Gru. I took it.
0: Right, because in some, a lot of ways they definitely use those words interchangeably in the text, right? Is it, was that, was that yes. clear to you? Like,
1: um, it was clear to me in that understanding. That's how Bob reads okay, it. Okay. Because to me, if you look at the word "wormcomer," okay, um, so that means that you're tell you're foretelling that wherever you go, you're bringing the worm with you, right? In that term, you might think that's "worm bringer." I don't see it as the same thing. I see "worm bringer" would be the people who were with the wormcomers. Mm-hmm. Right. And now they're interchangeable to me, but that's kind of how I was making sense of it. Because why would you have two distinctive different words? And you want to think the writer screwed up? I don't ever believe that. I think it had meaning and a reason. And I think it was to highlight the differences of corruption. If you're a worm comer, you're already worm. You're the worm who comes worm comer. Wormbringer is one who comes with them. Okay. Right? You just you didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that you're still both are still worm tainted. It's just one's actions help perpetuate more worm comers. Right. Like the beacon. And it you got it. You got it. And so, so to them, it was like, yeah, we wanted you here, but then like real shitty, you were <laughs> 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 the guest in a nutshell. But uh, before we uh, wind that down, I want to turn over to some thought in regards, because you guys let me talk a lot. I appreciate <laughs> <being able> <laughs> kind of explaining some things, um, but I am still curious. In the terms of the Utena, and Wendigo, from the means that you can and what you know, from this book especially, when it comes to the talk of insensitivity to Native Americans, do you see that this Utena book did that?
0: I wouldn't say that it did. Um, and the, the reason I feel that way is because, you know, as somebody, I don't have any, any Native cultures in my background that I'm aware of. And I did not see anything here that was offensive to me. Also, didn't see anything here that set off those human resources red flags in my brain. Where I am like, mm, you can't say that about people. That might that might get canceled, right? Um, but with that being said, you know, I'm not familiar enough with those cultures that they might have been disrespecting to know what might be disrespectful to them. Uh, okay. You know, that's that's just me.
2: I, um, taking in the information, I personally feel, especially because you and I, Bob, have covered Kindred of the East. I think that was a little bit more on the red flag level. And even then, you know, we were able to disseminate it and put into perspective why certain things were brought into place. I didn't take that from this book. And the reason why is because the story it tells of the Uktena, as they're presented in this edition is very pure and I don't mean it haha. pure and in the sense of like obviously we're talking about these pure tribes but pure in the sense of this is the these are shamans right in one way shape or another these are the medicine people absent of any type of culture that speak very clearly about what their purpose was to do x y and z reason could have been geographically anywhere else in the world but that's because exactly of how this tribe was presented to be um I don't think as as, um, as Mike was saying that it it uh, it triggers anything offhand for me. Just once you get a personal opinion looking at it, but it read as a very 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 solid entry into this particular tribe and what's this purpose of this tribe moving forward.
1: And I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer that home too. Is that uh, tribe 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 tribe? Um, it's not Native American tribe. It is Guru tribe. It is a werewolf tribe. Is that that's what they're talking about? And uh, that's exactly what it is. And why I say that is because remember what is said. The Native American tribes were here first. Mm -hmm. The guru came afterward. This includes the pure tribes as they're called. They're not called the pure tribes because they're pure in the sense of, like you said, Dijus, nothing racial based. It's the fact that they were considered the pure intentions as Gaia made man. They knew how to live in that way of life and harmony was the idea. And that's where that name comes from. So, I do get where people can get misguided and there's a lot of hate about this book and others. And I think it does terrible service to the people who actually wrote this book. And the reason being is because this book wasn't written from a position of hate. Does it honor Native Americans? I would say yes. And the fact that they don't claim to be any one specific Native American tribe with the ways and lore intact. Never say that. What they are, they're werewolves who lived amongst tribes, and they don't know which specific ones they lived amongst. Who knows what that could have been? That's not the case. The case is that they are the aftermath. They are descendants of the ones who made that choice. And of that, they want to give a semblance of that. When a player chooses to play in Utena, they don't have to go deep. You can, but you don't have to, to play in the realm of theme to get home that you are your your native. Right, as Utena say, native Utena at least, uh, to where you're at. And why I'm saying that is because in this book, they tell a mood very differently. It's multiple people participating. Their, their answers are very short. I wax more poetic than they do uh, in here in parts, but their simplicity and being succinct actually has meaning. The words are chosen very well. Sorry, Mike, you wanted to oh, No, you just
0: reminded me, man, uh, something that I was super impressed with and I would love to see more of when I read RPG books. They acknowledge that over time, you know, as the Americas developed and cultures mingle, people come from other places for other reasons the Utena absorb some of these people into their tribe Um, as exemplified by the storytellers who are going over the Utena's history. They were, each one of them was from a different background. I think there was only one of them that they called explicitly a native American person. Um, And it was an example to me of how as an ST or a player or maybe a writer someday, you can bring real life cultures, real life people, real life traditions into something as narrow as a, a werewolf tribe might need to be without making it campy or weird or like pandering it was, it was very clear they were different but not in a way that was exploitive exploitational I don't <laughs> know what the word is but you know what I'm trying You're to say right. mm.
1: I do I do
0: this book's excellent proof not- for that yeah
1: And I think that's, it's great how you put that too. And uh, it it actually rounds out exactly what I want to hammer home. Um, I tend to be specific for people try to naysay down to the wire. Like I hate those arguments are so exhausting. Um, But, but the fact is, is that um, we, we live in an era where you got to be very careful, right? That's, that's where you're at right now. I don't think this book crosses any boundary of that. And uh, I've heard a lot of talk about how this has to go because it blah, 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 blah. Uh, It's a shame. That's what I'll say. If that's true, that's a shame. Um, because it's only darkening and u- making universal what a werewolf is and not highlighting the differences that could be cool, um, that could can make something unique. Who knows what the future is. But uh, the the aspect here is is that uh, make your own choice, your own opinion. This is a solid book. It's really good to read and understand and sit down. There are more camps than Bane Tender, I'm well aware. Um, like I said, a lot of times we leave stuff for our patrons. This is one of them um so dj mike thank you gentlemen for coming on for this i understand that it's a a very interesting uh a start and discussion that came in i still appreciate the hell out of that it hit me on left field
0: yeah it was great it's great yep
1: yep 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 all right thanks everyone for listening we'll we'll catch you next week
2: thank you for listening to our 25 years of vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you like what you heard and would like to support us, please leave a review or share it with friends. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.